Iowa everywhere. Time to go inside the game that was and look ahead to what's up next. What's up next? Ben Bruns has the answers and analysis. It's Cyclone Sunday with Ben Bruns. Only on Iowa Everywhere. Hey everybody, welcome to Iowa Everywhere Cyclone Sunday. Ben Bruns coming to you. And uh, I want to thank Fairway for their sponsorship of our segment. Uh, another obviously disappointing loss. And, you know, I would categorize this similar to the Kansas game in that Oklahoma State, in my opinion, watching this game, and it's different when you're there in person and you can sense the vibe, but uh, Oklahoma State really anxious to give this one away. And, you know, I, I believe Iowa State um, – was just a little more anxious to, to give it away, especially offensively. And, you know, that's disappointing because I don't feel the better team won, but I also think that uh, we don't deserve anything nice right now because we don't do the little things on offense. We don't play like champions on offense. We do on defense. And, um, you know, MJ Anderson uh, is the big man of the game because MJ just, just – um, got after it again today. And the number of plays, um, you know, you think about Spencer Sanders comes in the game and he starts to, to make some things happen for, for Oakie State, but Iowa State's defense still turned them away on multiple possessions. There's a possession um, in the third quarter where Oakie State now is up three points. They get the ball back at their own 50-yard line after uh, a ridiculous third down call for Iowa State. And um, you know, they, they get turned away and get no points and have to punt it back. Um, this defense and, and what John Hecock and, and his team have been able to do uh, is, is really impressive. To so talk about uh, the offensive side of the football, you know, the first play of the game was an RPO, and it should have been a pick six. Just um, I, I, there's push there up front. There's, there's guys on guys uh, being able to move the football, but – that probably uh, should have been a pick six because it's just so predictable. And, and, you know, the second play of the game is a speed option of some kind. But honestly, I can't even, like, I, I look at it and I can't tell you what that was. So we pulled the play side guard to the back side of the formation, but there was no run fake whatsoever across the formation to go with that. There's no motion back the other way that makes the defense stop. So we're taking a blocker out of the front side of a play, pulling them backside to block no one, and running speed option. And there's like five guys that have a chance to, to tackle the quarterback. But for sure, um, the, the, uh, the edge guy that you let go is, is in the play. And then the outside linebacker that we whiff on from Remsburg's spot is is right there too and and then the next guy in hufford is pulled backside so now the the inside linebacker can flow and and come get you um i i i can't i can't explain it um second drive of the game i love the bootleg on on third and one we get a uh we get a uh a first down on on a on a penalty 
but then it's followed uh, right up with with uh, a Silas fumble, and you know the sec- the safety in that was the one who made that play. The safety came up and just smashed him, and he was about 12 yards deep at the snap of the ball. And again, we're in that set with Darren Wilson uh, coming across the formation and uh, trying to trying to root that safety out. And he, you know, doesn't even come close to blocking the guy. He runs through. It's really blocked pretty well from everybody else. And Silas gets blown up and the ball's in the ground. But you come right back and the defense gets a stop. Gary Vaughn makes a fabulous play. And then, you know, you got the ball back. You got X out there fighting his butt off, breaking three tackles, uh, fighting to stay in bounds, which is which is um, different than some of his other uh, wide receivers in the wide receiver room with him. And, uh, and and then you got a great open throw down the sideline to Stanley, and and I realize the um, sun's in his eyes, but man, uh, that's a touchdown, and that's a great ball. I mean, it's a great ball. It is put right where it needs to be, and uh, you know Stanley can't can't come up with it. So you know, fast forward um, to to uh, a, a couple plays later, and we get a high throw over the middle, and and Stanley doesn't pull it in. He should, right? But the ball's thrown high and gets tipped up, and Iowa State leaves with no points. Um, you know, you, you come back on offense. After the defense does their thing again and, and uh, helps you helps you out, and uh, we have three tight ends in the game on first down. Um, we got man coverage up on X, and literally everybody's in the box, and we run it for nothing, nothing, you know. But there's there's um, there's something there uh, out on the edge with with our best wide receiver who's manned up. But we run it. A um, couple plays later, man, uh, you got you to target to Stanley in traffic and, and you throw an INT. Uh, the D holds, holds Okie State to a field goal. You come back and you run a series where now, now we've got M in motion, right? We got Noel in motion around uh, the ball pre-snap. It was sprinting across the formation, and you get a good you get a good throw to him. Uh, he runs out of bounds, and instead of trying to push it up the field and, and maybe get some more yardage, but um, you know you, you you have something going, and we look like a different offense when when he's ha- when he has that kind of action. And several plays in a row, we ran a set where that's what we did, and uh, it, and, and it's effective. It. it it distorts the defense. So Iowa State moves the football but ends up having to punt. And after some great defense from the Cyclones, including MJ Anderson being a boss, just like we talked about, uh, Darren Porter comes up with a punt block. And, you know, Iowa State comes back again on first down with three tight ends and, and goes nowhere. Um, thankfully, Sean Shaw uh, converts on the third down play, uh, you know, with the, with the high ball across the middle. And, uh, and it's a touchdown. So Iowa State uh, getting points after a huge play in special teams. And, you know, that um, punt coverage team has uh, really improved. They were aggressive in this game and getting after the punter. And, and it, and it uh, bore some fruit. Alright, 5.50 to go in the second quarter. We got a great box. It's a zone run to the left. 
the left tackle and the guard have the defensive end and the weak side linebacker. The defensive end slants in. He beats Miller. Hufford doesn't even try to combo. He just goes straight to the second level way too soon. Both guys get beat, and they're laying on the ground. And, and the defensive end, who basically just stemmed inside after Miller came to block him, uh, makes the play in the backfield. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not the end of the world. Uh, Iowa State goes on to convert a first down on that series. But as an offensive lineman watching that, that combination block is as poorly executed as, as any that I've seen. And it's not those guys' fault, I don't think, right? I, I don't think that um, you know, either of them walked up to the line of scrimmage um, thinking, you know, hey, I'm going to get Olayed and I'm going to make sure that uh, I just run up to the linebacker. And, and, you know, they don't know for sure what's coming their way, but they're not executing the basics of zone running game. And, and because of it, the zone is designed to block movement. But Iowa State has really struggled to block movement. And, and this isn't a new thing. This is a, a longer-term thing. The reason you run zone is because you don't know who's coming to the zone. You, you, you're taking an area. And the guy that should end up taking the, the B-gap on the left side of the line of scrimmage, based on what the defense did, is Hufford, the left guard. But he is not there because he's jumped up to the second level because based on alignment, he thinks that he has that linebacker. Well, the magic of that is as soon as that defensive end stems inside, he and Miller should be butt to butt and just drive that dude, right? One-on-one with a guy going sideways because the defensive end turned, him, turned his body sideways or, or jumped laterally, right? He's not attacking the line of scrimmage. If Hufford is there to just earhole him, when, when he moves like that, now they move him up the line of scrimmage, and now we get a positive yardage play. And when Iowa State blocks everybody, we're pretty good. But more often then should happen. There are guys running free. And you know what? It is really easy to play defense if no one blocks you. Really easy. And in that case, we got one guy who, you know, should have been blocked by two guys. Instead, he's standing alone in the hole. And in a linebacker that's out in space where he's going to have success against an offensive lineman because he's more athletic and so an offensive lineman's down the field trying to block him, and they both end up on the ground. It's, it's, it's hard to watch. And I know that everybody's looking at this saying, okay, the results are hard to watch, but, but the detail is excruciating. And, and I think, um, you know, I feel bad for those guys because they're not executing what needs to be executed in order to have success. And, and so I don't know what the conversation is in the film room, right, about, hey, remember when we talk about all those combos and dealing with the down linemen first? We got to do that here, right? Or is it just, um, hey, hey, Miller, Miller, you got to do better on that, right? When he jumps inside, you got to be able to handle that. 
you know, those are two very different conversations and those are the conversations that we don't know about. But I can tell you that Iowa State has made a job of going to the second level early in, in all of their zone running scheme. And so you don't get the double team. You don't get the protection of the gap from your, from your buddy beside you. And you don't get the, the magic of the combo blocks. Um, with uh, uh, 4.36 to go, we run G to the outside. <clears throat> and uh, we got tight ends everywhere, right? We got tight ends everywhere. But we don't block the play side linebacker. No one attempts to block him. And, and we pull around the guard, and, and he blocks um, the, the alley player. And we go nowhere. <clears throat> and, and so, you know, it's, it's easy to play defense if no one even attempts to block you. And that's what's going on for Iowa State right now. Um, so, of course, you know, you're, you're, you don't go anywhere at that moment in time, and, and you end up uh, putting the ball back. And... You know, we, um, we've got a, uh, an interception, right? Another great play by the defense. Uh, Freiler comes up with a, with a great interception. Iowa State's got the ball back with 2.38 to play in the second quarter. Jared Russ is in the slot. Um, it's a good box. It's exactly what you want to do. Easton Dean's lined up to the right side of the formation. If you run to the right, you're going to have great matchups. Jared Russ goes in motion across the formation so so now the safety comes down into the box he wasn't in the play before but now he's in the count jared russ ends up motioning all the way to the back side of the formation he blocks the end man on the line of scrimmage and so does tyler miller but nobody blocks the weak side linebacker and so he shows up in the play and nobody blocks the safety because now he's in the count and we're just standing around. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to motion Russ across the formation in the first place to bring that extra guy down in the count because you already have all the blocking angles that you want. So don't bring that guy into the box. Don't allow that safety to now play the alley tight. If he stays out there in the slot, you have a chance to throw a bubble out there with a blocker and, and you've got the opportunity to run the football to the tight end side with good blocking angles and, and everybody's in, in good shape. And your count works, right? Like your, your, your tight end and tackle take uh, the outside linebacker and the defensive end. Your center and guard take the middle linebacker and the, take the, take the nose guard and the middle linebacker. And uh, your, your weak side um, can, can sift through the backside and, and pick up... Um, the weak side linebacker. I, I just, it, it doesn't, I don't get it. Um, I, I don't understand why that motion helps us. And then we miss a 40-yard field goal. And, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to harp on, on the field goal kicking uh, again. It didn't lose us the game this time. Um, but my point last time in this situation is we have two freshman specialists. That's a problem, right? Two freshman specialists, uh, you know, as the game went on, as things got tighter, uh, are punting after a great punt to begin with. Now all of a sudden, you know, you're getting 30 something on punts. Um, 
there's not depth ahead of those guys inside the program. And, and you know, that's, that presents a challenge for young guys uh, to, to have to, you have to really be exceptional to come in as a freshman specialist and, and be great. And I think, um, you know, more depth inside the program at those positions uh, would, have, would have provided the Cyclones with more victories this year. But, you know, it's a little bit neither here nor there, right? You head into the locker room at halftime, you can make some adjustments, uh, and, and sure enough, Iowa State comes out to start the second half. Great drive, get a, get a, get a lead, and uh, you're driving midway through the, the uh, third quarter, and, and now Sean Shaw uh, makes a, a really, you know, he's, he's, he's fighting, like he's fighting for extra yards, but the ball's loose, and, and he gets popped, and it comes out, and now all of a sudden, possession the other way. Uh, Okie State takes over, and, and you know, uh, TJ Tampa gets an interception. Big time, big time play. TJ Tampa is a baller. That guy is, is you know, he's going to be an elite level corner in the NFL, uh, in, in my opinion. Hunter Deckers throws an interception, bang, just like that. So, you know, here we are. It's the start of the fourth quarter, and uh, Iowa State's backed up uh, after the defense does yet another uh, good job, and, uh, and, and we run power. We run power a couple times on this drive, and, and both times we did it, we gained good yardage because the blocking rules are simpler and, and more straightforward when you run power, and Iowa State execute it, executes it better than running zone. So we did it twice on that drive. 12.30 to go, Iowa State's got third and one with three tight ends. We're in the shotgun. Daryl Simmons gets totally blown up on a zone read. So zone is not a good short yardage play. Zone is a really good running concept, but you struggle with it in short yardage. The reason being, in short yardage, almost all of the gaps are filled at the start of the play. So there's not a linebacker stepped back off of the ball. So you don't have time to let the combo blocks do their job. And you end up with man-on-man across the front, essentially. It doesn't end up giving you a double team in most short yardage situations. And it also takes a while to develop because there's not a defined lane about where the running back will hit. Plays like ISO, quarterback sneak, dear God, toss, um, any sort of option scheme, boot, are the kinds of things that teams run in short yardage. So we're in shotgun, which you all have gotten tired of me hearing say is, is not how I would prefer third and short, fourth and short to be adjudicated, any short yardage situation. And, and, and we're running zone um, in that setting. And Daryl Simmons just gets absolutely lit up, right? Lit up. Uh, he's not two plus yards in the backfield. Um, in a man to one on one block, and now all of a sudden we're just stoned. And, and Iowa State, um, you know, has to punt it. So, um, OSU goes ahead, 
right? Spencer Sanders comes in and, and uh, works some magic. Uh, Iowa, Iowa State's got the ball first and 10 on, on our own 25. And then uh, we've got, uh, again, a whole bunch of heavy big guys in the game. Easton Dean and Jared Russ uh, are blocking a nine technique that ends up uh, getting a sack. So now we're backed way, way up. And um, you, you end up uh, having, to, having to punt the ball. Still not out of the game. Your defense is so good. It, it's okay, right? Like it, none of this feels good, but you're not out of the game. You're you're, you're down three points. Like it's okay. Iowa State uh, gets the ball back with five twenty nine to go, and uh, you know um, uh, the the, the miss throw to um, or actually it was a great throw. The great throw, the drop by Noel uh, on on you know a wide open play. Um is emblematic, I think, of a lot of other things in the game. And, and, and predominantly, you know, um, it's hunting season. And, and uh, you know, we've got a quarterback named Hunter. But our offense is, is like prey. You know, we, we don't put our will on other people. We don't execute. We don't take care of the little things, and and we take turns making mistakes, and and we make our own lives hard by um, how we attack a defense and and how we um, count up guys to go do what we're trying to do. It, it just um, this offense at times I feel like just. They, they, you know, everybody wants to win, right? Everybody wants to win, and and they fought until the end. But did they have belief with that drive at the end of the game that they were going to win? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know that a Brock Purdy team would have, and you know, uh, Brock did some. <laughs> He, he had some spectacular moments and some incredible wins and some moments that you're like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? Uh, but but uh, there was that sense of, okay, hey, this is okay. We're, we're, we're all right. We're going to execute and make the play that it takes to, to win this game. And that's just not present with Iowa State right now. And, you know, that's not a knock on Hunter Deckers. It's not a knock on, on uh, anybody. But it is... It is um, if you look at the defensive side of the ball, Iowa State demands excellence. They demand it. And, and get, guess what they get? Excellence. Iowa State's offense, does, does, from what I can tell, does not demand excellence of itself. And, and that's, that's a, um, that can leave you in a frustrating position. But you know what? Your defense is so good, you still have a chance to, to, to win the game. So many of you know that um, I'm a Seattle fan. And, uh, and I'm also a Packer fan. But um, the Seattle Seahawks had, had uh, uh, locked horns with the, uh, the Patriots in, in one of Tom Brady's Super Bowls, Super Bowl victories. 
Seattle's got the ball on the, on the one-yard line, second down, about a minute left to go. Uh, and, and they can punch it in to, to win the game, win, win the second Super Bowl in a row. And you got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. You got a great offensive line. And instead of handing the ball to Marshawn or, you know, on an ISO play or, or something like that, uh, they, they throw it. Daryl Bevel was the, was the offense coordinator. Um, that is, to this day, the worst play call in my history that I've seen. And, and you know, I still think about it in, in short yardage situations about what not to do. Um, and, you know, Russell Wilson throws the ball at chest height uh, in that situation, it gets, it, which is high enough to, you know, somebody can make a play on it. If he throws it, you know, waist down to somebody, he's got to go down to the ground to, to try and get it and, and pick it up. Instead, it gets intercepted and uh, ices the game for the Patriots. The fourth down play that Iowa State had with 5.22 to go, backed way up in your own territory, fourth and one. And we go out of the shotgun and run quarterback, you know, a quarterback um, dive play, basically. <sighs> Probably the second worst play call I've seen in, in, in my career. And I'm sure there are others that are worse. But, um, you know, the left side of the offensive line got a huge push. They, they moved. The right side got stymied, but the left side got a ton of push. push. But your quarterback is running the ball from six yards deep, and everybody can identify where the ball is and who has it and what's going on. And, you know, the, the prior play, Deckers uh, probably should have, should have gone to contact, right, because there was no reason to be in that fourth down in the first place. He's running, and, and, he, and he dives early. Um, and I think it was the right call on the field. You know, he, he, clearly, was, he clearly was down uh, where they spotted it. So now, you've turned the ball over deep in your own territory, and uh, you know a touchdown seals your fate. But Iowa State's defense goes out and does it again, holds them to a field goal. Holy cow, we got a chance to win this thing. And uh, and then you know we drop a drop a drop a deep throw that would have you know would have done the would have done the deal for us, right? We we. We, it's there, right? It's there. That's the game. That's ball game. And uh, and then and then we're and then then you got to just try and try and uh, you know you punt it back to them. Use your timeouts. Um, and then and then you drive at the end of the game to to try and do something. But you know, let, let's face it, the odds are so slim. And Iowa State still made it all the way to the twenty-ish yard line, right? Some great plays by guys. But this this um, this football team is 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 struggling, and um, you know there's a lot of guys that are doing good things, but you know I I, I just I think I've seen you know an offensive line uh, through the season really really progressively not improve, right? I didn't say they get worse, but you know. Uh, this is a lot of miles on a guy like Miller's tires early in his career. And, and in my opinion, 
some of these guys look tired. They they look weaker than they were when they started the season, and um, and they're and they're struggling to execute um, if the technique that is coming their way is the right technique. You know, um, it's it's hard to watch. I feel bad for everybody involved. Um, but, you know, you can't watch that game and say that the same degree of insistence on excellence is, is uh, on both sides of the ball. And I, you know, that leaves a, that leaves a challenge for, for everybody to try and solve. But, you know, it starts with what's our, what's our scheme, right? What, 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 is, what is our, not our scheme, what is our, what is our philosophy? What are we trying to accomplish offensively, right? Why do we have three tight ends on the field so much, right? Or, or two tight ends and a fullback. What does that do? How does that create angles for us? And by the way, you know, this, this was all true back when we had three killer tight ends, um, with Dylan Saner and, and Chase and, and Charlie, um, we, we still, you know, we're bringing extra guys into the box that made it hard to root things out and tried hard to identify numbers about who blocks who. We were still successful, but we went, ran way more power at the time and, and counter than we're running today. We're almost exclusively running zone, and we aren't sound in how we deal with the first level of the of the defensive line and and so um you know often we're just we're, we're just out dueled man to man uh at the point of attack before the play gets going when we when we cover them up we gotta we we can play but it's really hard to cover them up when people are moving and and you know, Okie State brought a lot of run blitz. They they were you know they were coming downhill. They identified very quickly uh, from the safety position, like Iowa State does, where the ball is, and they went and tackled it, and they forced it out. But Iowa State made massive mistakes throughout this game, and, and I'm not telling anybody that something they don't know. Um, it's it's, and I don't mean to pile on, right? But. Um, you know, when I watch when I watch that the execution of uh, our point of attack in specific situations where there's literally no other way to do it, right? The way that you do it is that these three guys block these three guys, and our three guys aren't executing technique that allows them to have a shot to to make a play to to get those blocks done. It's just an unforced error. And it's hard to watch. And it doesn't yield results that are positive. So, um, you know, you, you pick yourself up off the canvas. A lot of uh, sweat and energy and, and, uh, and, and uh, incredibly difficult uh, sacrifice by lots and lots of people involved. And you go play a, a Texas Tech team that has been, um, you know, somebody that that Iowa State has bullied the last uh, number of years, right? Uh, Matt Campbell and his staff uh, have, have fully believed, and all of the data set is there to say that uh, they just have completely out-toughed Texas Tech in the last, uh, you know, in, in all of Matt's career. But I don't think this Texas Tech team is like the ones that we've played before. 
I think this Texas Tech team is actually pretty tough. And I think the question mark, uh, you know, coming into next Saturday is, um, you know, Iowa State uh, offensively, how, how, how tough are we? You know, how, how, much do we, how much do we do the little things to win and, uh, and, and to help our buddy next to us succeed? And, I, you know, um, this will be a really challenging test uh, coming back to Jack Trice uh, on Saturday. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's okay, right? I, I don't mean to, to um, sit here and, and say that the world has ended. It hasn't, you know? It, it, it hasn't, and it won't. We've got to get better. That's all we can do. But we've got to get better in, in ways that not everybody has to get better. We got to get better at executing a, a scheme that uh, you know sets up uh, everybody for success. We got to not bring people into the box that are unaccounted for in the blocking scheme and and leave guys you know at the point of attack uh, running running loose. We got to not um, not not ignore uh, inside stunts from. Uh, defensive linemen in a zone run scheme and, and uh, you know, just let them beat one guy. We make it, we're going to make it hard on them, right? And, and um, that, that stuff that is fixable. I mean, you know, I saw Daryl Simmons play an incredible game against Oklahoma. Incredible. I saw him play a really bad game this last weekend. And, you know, I, I it's not to I, I, it's hard, right? Like, this is hard. I, I, I had days that weren't good days. Um, I had missed assignments and, and, you know, missed execution. And, and um, you know, it's not something that you do 100% of the time, right? It's just not. And I don't mean to single out the, the plays that are the, the, the bad plays exclusively, but we're in neutral, man. And, and we're grasping at stuff. And uh, we don't make a defense fear us based on how we uh, make them align and what we do to attack them. When we have motion going around, yeah. When we, uh, when we have numbers advantages and, and, you know, leave the play on that was called and, and you know, don't bring a guy in the box. Yeah, we, we actually, we, we, uh, we can move some people. But um, it's, it's been, it's been a, a tough season. And, uh, you know, the, the lack of experience in a lot of areas uh, is, is, is apparent. But this season has also worn on us in a way where, you know, our, our, um, our team uh, – you know, is, is at a, is at a point of, of real stress. And I think they'll get through it because I, I believe in their leadership and I believe in, in, um, you know, the, the, uh, the philosophy behind and the intention behind what, what everybody is doing. Um, Matt's a really good coach, but, uh, it, it's, it's, it all comes down. What we see is what happens Saturday.
And, you know, we, we saw false starts and we saw uh, fumbles and we saw interceptions and, and we saw missed assignments or, or just bad execution of technique. Um, and, and we saw, you know, um, guys getting drawn into the box that don't need to be there. Uh, so, and, and, and we've seen it before this year and it's, um, and it's a frustration for, for all involved. But um, Saturday is another opportunity. And uh, uh, I sure hope that that uh, Iowa State seizes it because there's still good things out there, and uh, uh, you got a, a couple good teams left to play, and you got a Red Raider team that is different than some of the ones that we've seen recently. So I can't wait for uh, Saturday to see the Cyclones uh, tee it up again uh, and see if we can make progress. You know what? What can we do to be better? This is this is not. You know I don't care who you are in the running back room. If when you get the ball, there's a guy sitting in the hole, unblocked, you're in trouble. And, and you know, um, I think the really disappointing part about this is that this was an opportunity we all know that was out there for us to seize. And uh, it was just too many mistakes to, to take advantage. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate Fairway for sponsoring. And... Uh, uh, keep your heads up, everybody. Um, the sun came up today, and it'll come up tomorrow, and and uh, and the next day. And you know, we're we're, we're all Cyclone fans that want to see the best thing happen uh, for for everybody involved. And um, I I wish you a great week, and uh, same to this Iowa State football team. Thanks. Iowa everywhere.